This station is Station 2 Station. is station to station an all new podcast a new york baseball podcast i'm john prosapio joined along with my co-host brian sarnelli and here's what we're going to be doing here all right it's gonna be no nonsense we're gonna be talking new york baseball all season long all off season long for as long as you let us do this we're going to be breaking down games we're going to be giving you live reactions we're going to be giving you look aheads and weekly recaps as well too this is the place you're going to want to be. Also, make sure to check out our socials as well, too. You can find them Instagram and Twitter. TikTok as well, too. Search S2 Station Pod. Again, that's the letter S, the number two Station Pod. And you'll be able to find us on all those socials as well. Brian, good day, sir. How are you? John, I have to say, first intro to Station to Station, I think you killed it. I mean, that sounded you, you know. as as crisp as, as could be. It didn't sound like you're reading a script at all. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> all from the seam of my pants. That's what you'll find most of my reactions are. Whatever's in my head, I will go. And I will ramble for hours unless you pull me back in. I know. I feel like that's what we're going to be establishing probably early on into Station to Station. is going to be a lot of John going off the rails and me trying to rein him back in and probably being extremely unsuccessful in all of my attempts to do so. Now, in case you don't know, which I'm sure many of you don't, I am a Yankee fan. Brian is a Met fan. Those are the two stations. Uh, that doesn't mean I only know Yankees and he only knows Mets. We're both well-versed in New York baseball as well as baseball as a whole. Um, so there's a little bit of a home bias there for when it comes to me and the Yankees. I wouldn't say I'm a Yankee homer. Um, I will get on them much harder. I expect a certain level from them. And Brian... Being a Met fan, there's a certain level of misery you're accustomed to, I'm sure, but I don't like the immediate ricochet. <laughs> I really don't. I feel like unnecessary. Uh, I mean, we could go right into it and and see. Would you describe yourself as the typical Yankee fan, like douchebag, or do you feel like you're a little more on the classier side? You know, I can be. I absolutely can be. You know, you'll. There's. I had my days. I think. You know, you I wear a chain. I don't wear the chain. Now, here's the thing, right? I, I actually turned 30 years old in just a few days. So I feel like this whole turning 30 thing is a major life crisis for me. And I have to mature a little bit here. So there was a time where you'd find me in the bleachers. I was a big left field bleacher guy. Um, I dabbled in the right field bleachers from time to time, but Wasn't they, the were well, they were well established right field. You know, the bleacher creatures, they're they're, for lack of a better term, almost cult-like in their ways. And respect to them, that's not a knock whatsoever. You just felt like you didn't belong. So a lot of younger kids like myself, we went to left field and we were hooligans out there. But you would find me, the you know, the, uh, the wife beater shirt, the open road gray New York jersey as well, too. Uh, but no chain. That's where I drew the line there. You just had the earrings. I did have the earrings. Yeah. That's, you still have the earrings. My ears are still pierced. I, I own the earrings. The the earrings are not in my ears anymore. I kind of hope you break them out maybe for like your 30th birthday, like a little special occasion. 
you know, just a little bit of a blast from the past there. I was thinking too, maybe go to Chuck E. Cheese as well too. We'll cover all the different generations of my uh, upbringing. I feel like like a 30 year old man with earrings showing up to a Chuck E. Cheese might just not go as well as you're envisioning. Yeah. It might cause a few alarms. That's for sure. All right. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, let's talk a little bit baseball. We're trying to find our footing here. As you can see, we're talking over each other already. Going up, uh, we just finished We're recording this at night, Tuesday night, World Baseball Classic just wrapped up. Japan beat the United States uh, to win the World Baseball Classic. They dethroned the reigning champs. Thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? It'll be interesting, too, you being a Met fan, what you're going to say here. I feel like, honestly, this is going to be being a Met fan in the World Baseball Classic, not two sentences that I ever thought would go be a controversial (laughs) topic, but... Here we are, obviously, the, the hottest thing right now with World Baseball Cl- Classic and being a Met fan is the Edwin Diaz injury, right? And everyone um, kind of sounding the alarm, canceling the season. Very, very Mets fan s to already cancel the season. And I, I will not lie, John. I think my initial reaction was amongst the same. If you go through my Twitter feed from the night of the Edwin Diaz injury, um, I think there was like nine different tweets about me just having a mental <laughs> breakdown. I, I called upon uh, Jarese Familia to come in, take the closing role. Uh, Zach Britton. I, I was calling out for everybody to come save the New York Mets bullpen. Um, a couple days have passed. Obviously, the, the World Baseball Classic is over. I've been able to kind of think with a cooler head. I don't, I don't think that's always going to happen on this podcast, but I was able to do it now. So I like the World Baseball Classic. I do. I think it's an amazing tournament. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think seeing all these top athletes performing for their country and doing all this, like doing a world cup of baseball, essentially. Um, I think it's really special. And obviously this year it's been bigger than it's ever been. And it's probably going to continue to grow. I think you saw stuff when it came to someone was showing like a clip of Bryce Harper's home run in the NLCS to send them to the world series. And it had like 5 million views and it was posted for like six, seven months, right? October was when that got posted. And you look at one of the big hits that like Shoei had um, not too long ago, and there was over 20 million views within 12 hours. So there's no doubt that the World Baseball Classic has just absolutely become a mammoth and has become something that I don't want to say it's ever going to compete with like the World Cup, but it actually is something that a lot of people know about. And I think a few years back, I don't think that is the same thing. So long story short, I do not hate the World Baseball Classic. I think it's a great tournament. Now I can recognize as a Met fan, what took place sucks. And I think any fan base would be f- upset with what happened and everyone being like, all right, bring all our players home. Like, this is ridiculous. They shouldn't be playing in this. They should be preparing for that. And, you know, I think, I don't know. I think playing for your country is is different, obviously on every different, in every different country. Um, I don't think about USA baseball all the time. I think about Mets baseball all the time. So I think my initial reaction was, something of just like fuck this really sucks for the new york mets um but i think after you know taking a step back like you know it sucks but the mets still got a really good team they're gonna be all right they just would have been better with edwin diaz now listen i'm i'm in the same boat as far as you know my level of caring about the world baseball classic i'll honestly admit with you um i i didn't watch a second of the world baseball classic up until the u.s was playing venezuela and I kind of stumbled um, into that programming that night. It wasn't by choice. I wasn't seeking it out. I saw it on and I said, oh, yeah, 
let me put some of this on. Um, I've been watching more spring training more than anything else. I've been watching the Grapefruit League, uh, League games. Um, but I will tell you this. I think the general consensus amongst, amongst most fans in the United States is they don't care about the World Baseball Classic. I think the vast majority of U.S. fans, fans who have a major league baseball team they support, I think the majority of them will tell you they're not really all that into it. Um, now, the flip side of that, I think the World Baseball Classic is huge in just about everywhere else. Every other yeah. country where you're playing this, um, and that's what really dawned upon me just watching it. In that U.S.-Venezuela game, the U.S., they were playing in Miami against Venezuela, and that sounded as if they were playing in Venezuela. That's how much of an advantage Venezuela had with their fans in that stadium. Now, this is Venezuela. This isn't even, you know, Cuba. Cuba, you kind of understand because it's a stone's throw away from Miami. But Venezuela, that, you know, that's not a short ride there. So I think your audience across countries, um, that's really huge. And if you're Major League Baseball, that's what you want. So I don't think the World Baseball Classic is going anywhere. I know a lot of people after the Edwin Diaz injury were saying, you know, this is the worthless baseball classic. What is the point of this? Um, yeah, I, I see that point as an American Major League Baseball fan. I do see that point, especially when you lose a player to injury. Um, I mean, listen, I was relieved when Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton opted not to play in the World Baseball Classic just because, you know, my biggest fear was Aaron Judge coming off that nine-year contract. He's going to go play the World Baseball Classic with his injury history. He was going to get hurt. And then he'd be like, well, there we go. It's the start of a nine-year deal after last year, his mammoth season, and he was healthy for just about the whole season, which we hadn't seen in quite some time that this was going to change that. So I was relieved by that. Um, but the issue with the world baseball classic is I don't think it's going anywhere. I know it's not going anywhere. If you look at the numbers of what they did with the television tonight's game, the U S Japan is going to be, um, probably the most watched baseball game in the history of the sport. Right. And yep. that that's just huge. You're not going to pull the rug out from under that. If you're major league baseball, you'd be a fool too. Um, but what I think they should start looking at and talking about is moving when this thing is played. Uh, you talk to former ball players, they, they'll all tell you that, you know, in the middle of March, you, you, there's no way you're even near a hundred percent ready to go. So one, you're not getting the best product um, from your players. They're, they're just not ready to go in the middle of March. That's for one. And then two, the injury liability. I, if you have this thing after the world series, that is such a huge weight lifted off the shoulders of everyone. These players are more broken in. Sure, they're going to be you know banged up and bruised from 162 game season plus any playoffs that any um, one had is endured. But they're more broken in. Their bodies are more acclimated to that kind of demand. And also the flip side of it too, you know, if someone pulls a hamstring in the end of November, well, who really cares? You know, you'll rehab it. Now, obviously, if someone goes down for like a Tommy John surgery type of thing, that's going to be a while. But I've always been skeptical of, you know, listen, if you tear your UCL and you need Tommy John, uh, it was probably going to happen at some point anyway. The damage was there. But 
So that's where me, I think this moves. Let me ask you then on that. I feel like a lot of people are, are having a similar take to you saying move it to the end of uh, October after the World Series, play it then. I feel like everyone's just not accounting for like right after the World Series is the Major League Baseball offseason. So, right. I mean, for, yeah, obviously, if somebody gets hurt, like if this injury happens to Edwin Diaz in November 2nd, Obviously, we probably have him back by like May or June, and it's really not the total end of the world because it's like a six to eight month recovery time. But I don't think you're going to be able to pull off an MLB offseason while this is ongoing. And I know you already touched on it, too. The World Baseball Classic has already been reconfirmed uh, to take place in 2026. So this is going to be a conversation again uh, in three years time. And, you know, I just feel like a lot of people are sleeping on like there's a lot to do in the offseason. There's a lot with MLB free agency. They're trying to make MLB free agency a little bit more exciting. Um, I feel like it's getting a little bit better. It's nothing like NBA or NFL free agency whatsoever with like that quick hit, like, Hey, it's a one week excitement and everything is kind of over after that week. Obviously MLB off season lasts forever. It lasts three months. I mean, Dirks and Profar just signed. Like there's guys out there right. like, players that can probably help a major league roster are still not signed and opening day is like what 10 days away. Right. So oh, the, the free agency, that's a whole separate issue. You know, well, I'll, I'll imagine, talk about like, imagine trying to do free agency and a world baseball classic. And obviously that's not something that happens every single year. Like right. world baseball classic. We're talking every two, three, uh, three or five, three or four years. But I just feel like trying to do your off season around world baseball classic is going to be just, a mess. Well, you know, that that is true. The other obstacle as well, too, that you might see from the Players Association as well, is just some players is, you know, if you do get hurt in the World Baseball Classic at the end of the season, say you're a free agent, you know, how does that affect your free agency if I get hurt playing in the World Baseball Classic? Now, the flip side of that yeah. is, hey, you know, if I'm in my walk year, if I, I know I'm going to be a free agent, I may not play. Um, and then you may not get comments from, you know, Nolan Arenado in those situations saying there's no excuse not to be here, essentially calling out Stanton and Judge. But, you know, uh, see, your... I, t I took that more as calling out pitchers. I didn't I, I think I took that more as like there's no excuse not to be here because obviously the ML, the no. USA team had no starting pitchers while like all these other countries like Darvish and Otani were pitching for Japan and like um Sandy Alcantara is pitching and like all these star aces are pitching for all these other countries, but like USA didn't send didn't send a single ace. I mean, you got right. I know this is over. I know congrats to Japan for winning, but the fact that we have Merle Kelly starting for USA in a do or die country, like battle of the death for world cup baseball, Correct. Merle Kelly starting that game. Also, I don't know if you saw the, the comment by Zach gallon, Zach gallon said that he's going to be up there like on, the Mount Rushmore of Americans after tonight's game. I don't think that really went the way that Zach Gallen had envisioned, but I mean, I think that was more directed at like, there's no excuse for you not to be here. And that was directed at the pitchers. And a lot of like your ACE pitchers basically said, like, I'm not ready to throw meaningful playoff innings in March. And like, that's like what you said. And that goes back that's to your point. It. That goes back to your point. Like they are ready to do that then. Correct. But, I think, though, you look at it when it takes place in February. You have most likely already agreed to your new contract that from that offseason prior. If it takes place in November, 
you might not have a deal or you might be trying to get a deal the next year or, you know, renegotiate whatever team you're on. Sure. And, and it's not worth it for you to go. So I feel like you don't get as big a turnout of stars if you do it during that, especially if all your good players just went on a deep postseason run. They might be like, I'm fucking shot. I've been playing baseball since spring training. I have two months off before I have to go back to spring training. Like, I'm I'm not touching this. Well, so, yeah, but see, the flip I, side I, of that, first of all, if Arenado's calling out pitchers, he's a fool, okay? If, if that comment was directed towards pitchers, that's absolutely asinine. Because if I'll tell Nolan Arenado straight up, listen, if I'm a pitcher. Tell him. Yeah, I, I'm, gladly. If he wants to take a call, I will tell him to his face or over the phone, whatever it is I got to do. But you're a fool if you are calling out pitchers for not coming there when you are holding this contest in the middle of March. It is March 22nd currently as I record this. A Major League Baseball pitcher, you look at spring training games, you know, listen, they're just building up to four innings right now, all right? They have to, and this is at the end of the tournament. This tournament started, you know, over a week ago. They're nowhere near ready. I would do the same thing. If I'm a pitcher, I'm worried about my health, getting myself where I need to be to go out and make an impact during the regular season because I hate to break it to you. You know, as impactful as the World Baseball Classic is to all these other countries, at the end of the day, if I'm a general manager of another team and I'm looking at a free agent, well, oh, he had a great World Baseball Classic. Get out of here. I don't care about the World Baseball Classic. I think, I think that I'm, scares I'm looking at me your stats. too. Uh, let's hypothetically let's say that the world baseball classic takes place in november and you were on a team that also went on a deep postseason run and you're a pitcher and you pitch that entire stretch and now like after the world baseball classic we're saying it's december and it's time to sign you maybe it's like for a one or two year deal let's say like you're a reliever like i'm scared to touch you sure because i feel like you just got fucking worked and especially if i'm a good team I'm I'm nervous about picking up those type of arms that are going on those long horse races. So honestly, I feel like there's no scenario for like a pitcher where the world baseball classic is, is honestly worth it. Now there, I, there's no perfect answer. There's no perfect yeah, answer for when I, this should be played. I agree with like the hitting side of it. If you're trying to go, obviously it sucks. If you lost like a top player, like I know you're probably not fond of this player, Jose Altuve going to miss a lot of time. He broke his hand during this tournament. That's and, a shame everybody yeah i'm sure yeah that was the most genuine that's a shame i have ever fucking heard in my life but no you, you know you don't want to see good players go down good answer honestly that's a that's a good answer on air and i i know you really mean that from the mm. bottom of your heart but no one talks about the jose altuve injury everything is focusing on the edwin diaz one for the most part and i also feel like that's just like haha let's make fun of the fucking mets like that that's a factor in this. That's no the New York media. No matter what you want to say too, making fun of the Mets is great clickbait on your content. If you're somebody who's like a, a, a media figure in sports, like they know Met fans will get riled up. They know they're very active on social media that if I'm going to make fun of a fan base, make fun of a player, make fun of anybody, I know I'm going to get a shit ton of interactions because Met fans are going to jump on this bandwagon and attack me but it's going to just give me so much fucking brewing. And like, they know it. And that's a game that you'll hear me bitch about. Probably every single episode of this show is that the media just likes to target the Mets because it's the Mets. You and I have common ground. We're both New York jet fans. I feel like that also exists with our New York jets. 
So yeah. maybe, you know, you could find it within yourself to see the pain that I go through on both. No, ends. I, I listen, I'll, it, it's not a good time. It's really you're not, not. You're not wrong. I mean, how many team major league baseball teams have had a family guy skit, you know, done about them. And that's, we're almost at opening day. So you're going to be sent that clip. Uh, Especially probably, if they lose opening day, yeah. which hypothetically, just so, just so they you know, don't. they never Mets lose the, opening day. Mets have the best opening day record out of every professional franchise across all four major sports. No team wins more on opening day than the New York Mets. That's great. You just want to do that at the end of the season now. We like to start. I bet the Mets April record is probably the best record over the last like decade. We don't need and to look at anything else. And that sentence only comes from someone from a team of great misery. That, yeah. That's yeah. a stat that you put out when you haven't had much success. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, no, John, but, yeah. what were you going to say? I'll let you no, go. No, but to your point, you know, you're absolutely right. You, you know, you, like I said, you had the family guy thing. They, they pile it on. It's the New York media. You know, it doesn't get the same attention that, you know, Altuve got for his injury is Diaz. Also, don't forget too, the way Diaz got hurt is a little bit different than how Altuve got hurt. Yeah. Um, he took a Daniel Bard pitch to the hand, breaks his hand. Diaz, Diaz he was in the heart of battle. It was very reminiscent of the um Kendrys Morales, Morales injury yeah. when he jumped into home plate. That was going back a few years now. But um, very similar where when you're celebrating and you get hurt, I think that has a different. It stings. Click, you know, a it click stings. appeal. Yeah. Tough, tough to get eliminated the very next game too. Yeah. That, that makes it even... tough. At that point, like Puerto Rico better have won the whole damn thing. Also, like they hung right. up his jersey in the bullpen like he fucking died. And like they made like a whole thing and then they lost the next game. So that right. like enough. That was right. tough. But I, I kind of started it a little bit with Altuve, at least for the hitters like their goal during spring is to like work on their like approach, get in the flow, get meaningful at bats, you know, start getting ready for the season, learn how to get the the stolen signs, all that. Yeah. uh, For some, Um, but you could still accomplish that for the most part in the world baseball classic as a hitter, as long as you're getting enough at bats. Right. So it doesn't really work the same, like we were talking about for pitchers, but for hitters, um, you know, you could still get your reps where you're ready for the season as long as you're not taking a, a Daniel Bard fastball to the hand. Um, I guess just any, if you had any other big takeaways from the World Baseball Classic, I'll tell you a couple of mine real quick. Um, Randy Arozarena, man, this guy loves the big stage. He does. He absolutely loves the big stage. I mean, this guy robbed the home run, turned around, just started signing autographs and for for Mexican fans out in the outfield, which is just Although, absolutely insane. I don't know. Is it the big stage or is it just neutral site games? Because don't mm. forget his huge postseason performance was the pandemic year. It was not at the trop. It was not. It was in San Diego. That was in San Diego. And now in Miami for the World Baseball Classic, I'm just saying it might be neutral site games or he just, you know, he gets giddy when he gets out of Tropicana Field, which many do. I mean, so what you're saying is if we put him in an all-star game, he's probably going to go like four for four with four home runs. He will be an all-star game MVP. If he as goes. long as it's not at the trap. Correct. Which I don't it, see happening anytime soon. No. I, oh, my God. Could you imagine? That would oh. be a, a fucking nightmare. Have you ever been to the restrooms in Tropicana Field? I have been to Tropicana Field. I would imagine I took a piss while I was there. Oh. So I'm going to say yes, but not memorable if I did. Now, for, you know, maybe one day we'll go a little more in depth about it. I can give you my rankings or ratings, rankings, whatever the hell you want to say 
of all the facilities in Major League Baseball. Tropicana Field is second second worst. The worst is yeah, the Oakland Coliseum. The, the Oakland they still have troughs. Oh, they have troughs. I was just talking to about somebody about troughs. Troughs are are hell. For troughs to still exist at any sporting Pat, are you uh, first off? We do have a producer here. His name is Pat. He does have a mic, so you might hear a third voice every once in a while. Pat is shaking his head when we're talking about troughs. I don't know if that's if he likes troughs or if he doesn't oh, like I, troughs. I'm, Big trough guy. I, I'm a huge trough guy, guys. I think uh, I it, it's what, this. the thing is, I don't understand what's the problem with like trough. It's you're that weird guy who goes next to you at the urinal when there's other ones open. No, you probably like greet people at the urinal. There's no, there's no bet. Like it's the, just the the American dream is to just go into no. a bathroom. And just stand next to it into a trough, like not an isolated yeah, who, urinal. Who says, you know what I want to do right now? I want to go whip my junk out next to another guy in a bathtub. Well, uh, standing the, next hey, to a bathtub. We have, then we both have different mindsets when we go into a bathroom. All right. I just I go in there. Hey, I'm in, I'm here. I'm in here to do a job. All right. And that's just that's probably greeting people. He's probably like, yeah. hey, how's it going? Big yeah. in, big inning. Yeah, I'm I'm just you know I'm comparing. You, you look, you're the guy at the trough looking down, like, oh, I bet you're popular with the ladies. Yeah. You know that. I, then I usually cry a little bit, but it's it's I just I've never found like a reason. Like I've there's so many people who are just like I'm anti-trough. It's not that bad. You just walk in, do your business, walk out, and it's kind of oh, cool. Pat, you you go your whole you, life because I'm the, no, and, it's not kind of cool. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy who stares blankly at the wall in front of them, and it's like a 20 second delay of talking myself into like. We gotta fucking do this. Like, just get out of here, and it makes the whole thing last longer because you're well, like, I'm, I'm sandwiched oh, so you're, oh, in between so you're random that's guys. Just, yeah, that's you're, just you're as bad. Shy. Yeah, that's bad I'm in another way. I'm the other end of the spectrum. In, in those, in peeing in a trough, a hundred percent. I have, I have that. Anxiety. I just think you don't have enough reps. I think you need to just do it more, and then you'll be comfortable. That could, on, on, honestly, yeah. I don't have enough meaningful reps. Yeah, there you go. See, this is just a volume problem. This isn't a. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, if this thing takes off, maybe we go to Oakland. Yeah. You know, if we, we, we go to Oakland, we'll go to the Oakland Coliseum. We'll be one of like 20 fans there. You know, we'll go take a leak in a trough and see if you ever get it out. <laughs> All three in the line? Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, there'd be a real team You're building. Going in the I'm middle. Going your, I'm I'll just go in between your legs. Mm -mm, don't oh, like Jesus. that. Uh, other takeaways, John, every single time we have a World Baseball Classic, we have a new player that is uh, – called Captain America. This year is uh, Trey Turner. Trey Turner obviously went off throughout this tournament. He had a bunch of meaningful home runs. Uh, it kind of stings, I guess, just all for that to be for not. But, uh, I mean, he'll be Captain America, I guess, until, what, 2026? Listen, I mean, I, I'm tired of the whole Captain America thing. All, all right? First of all, to start this tournament, they're all on Trout. Trout's Captain America. Tr Captain most meaningful America. games he ever played. Well, first of all, don't give me Trout as Captain America. First of all, what did Trout do in that world baseball? I'll tell you what he did. He struck out to end the game against his own teammate, Shohei Otani. He swung and missed at two fastballs right down the middle. One a little lower right in his wheelhouse with that big launch angle swing. We love launch angle. Well, guess what? With launch angle, he swings and misses at a 99-mile-per-hour fastball right in his wheelhouse. Okay, that's one. Number two, he swings and misses at another fastball. This time, you couldn't have put it more dead in the middle. The guy, he's hurt constantly. I understand the respect he gets, and he's a great uh, ball player. I'm calling bullshit. I feel like this is the Yankee bias coming through a little bit. I don't... You're putting this rivalry between Judge and Trout, I feel like, and you're just trying to take down Trout a couple pegs 
So you could find all these little things. Who you was the better? Say- past five years, who do you take? Mike Trout or Aaron Judge? Be serious. Who do you take past five years? Because I'm taking Judge. And with past Judge's five? injury history, Trout is just as bad, if not worse, with the injury history. I don't want to be combative to be combative, and I don't want to go down that <laughs> road. But I feel like my heart of hearts said Trout there. My, I have to look at their numbers side Your by heart side. of heart says that because there's this preconceived notion throughout the sport and the industry that we just have to bow down to Mike Trout all the time. Are, now, listen, are you saying I, I'm being manipulated? You are. You absolutely are. Listen, I love Mike Trout, okay? I, I, he's a great guy. You know, I enjoy seeing him at the Eagles games, doing his whole thing. He, I feel like that's a shot. I feel like that, that's, that's a not, shot. No, that's not. That actually wasn't a shot. I can see why you take it. But, you know, he's a he's a guy. You know, he's going to the games. He's a fan. He's a guy's he, guy. He's a guy's guy. I like Mike Trout. But you have to look at him objectively. Over the past five years, I'm taking Aaron Judge over Mike Trout. And first of all, when Mike Trout, when he gets to the playoffs and he does something, talk to me. That's for one. All right? Aaron Judge, look at Aaron Judge last year. Look at that Yankees team. That, you know. They they had a they had a decent team. They were good. They obviously were not good enough. They got swept by the Houston Astros. To be honest with you, they could have very easily gotten beat by the Cleveland Guardians the series before, and it I was very thought, close to being that. I, I truly thought the Guardians were going to upset the Yankees in that sure. series. Sure, yeah. you know they made a sweat, but Aaron Judge is the reason the Yankees were where they were. You know, sure he hit the sixty-two. He did a lot more than just hit sixty-two. Absolutely. Um, he's a great defender. He plays center field for you when you need him. And he's a darn good center fielder, too. He's not just filling a hole. He's great in right field. He's phenomenal in right field. Cannon for an arm. He's a leader, which Trout hasn't proven he can do. Okay? I mean, you have Shohei Otani on that team. There are a lot of good pieces. You have Carlos Rodon on that. Or not Carlos Rodon. Excuse me. Uh, don't don't hype up Anthony Rodon at this in 2023. <laughs> That man, that man robbed the Angels. He, he absolutely did. Robbed he absolutely them. Did. Just like all the other people who have went to the Angels have robbed them before, going all the way back to C.J. Wilson and Josh Hamilton. Everyone goes there for their fat-ass contract and then disappears from Major League Baseball. Right. You know, you want to actually know something? I looked at this not too long ago. If you look at Albert Pujols' Angel stats, you would be like, that wasn't that bad. As I, it's not as bad as you thought. He's like a compiler. He, yeah, yeah, his stats look prettier than his performance. But he was. Like if, if you look he, at his stats, you're like, okay, actually, not terrible, but I bet if you watched Angel games or Angel fans would be like, trust me, he was not good, and I believe you. Now, it's funny you mentioned Pujols because the whole Trout-Judge rivalry that people like to I don't think there is a rivalry. I think Judge is the better player. I truly believe that, and that's me being objective. But it reminds me very much, going back many years now, um, how we looked at Alex Rodriguez. Now, this is pre-steroids, before we knew he was doing steroids. I'm with you. But we treated the Albert Pujols-Alex Rodriguez rivalry very similar to how we look at Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. And at the time, I always thought, Wait, well... Otani or Trout and Judge? I'm sorry, Trout and Judge. But we treat them very similar in that. And at the time, too, I always felt... Look, A-Rod's the better ball player. Many would disagree with me on that, but I view the two very similar. Okay. 
I'm not, I feel like this is going to be a, a long debate. And now I feel like I just need to be in, in Trout's corner just to argue with Go you. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to admit like that I'm wrong. So let like me ask it, you this. Do you yeah. think, do you think Trout finishes his career with the angels? No. And I'm terrified because I think he's going to finish it with the Phillies. Yes. So do I. He's going to be so in the I. outfield with fucking Bryce Harper, with Bryce Harper and Trout. And then they're going to still have uh, Trey Turner and the Phillies are just going to turn into a problem that can't pitch. And for years, everyone was saying that that's was going to be the Yankees outfield. You were going to have Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. And first of all, Trout's a Philly guy. All right. He grew up in Millville, New Jersey. He's not playing for any of the New York franchises. <clears throat> no, Mill Millville, New Jersey. If you I'm from New Jersey, um, if you know anything about New Jersey, they're going to listeners. First of all, there's a huge divide. Is there a central New Jersey? Is there not? I don't care. I will say there's a central New Jersey. However, where I draw the line, it's Taylor Ham, not pork roll. Here's the thing. You're just trying to start fights. No, Mike Trout, he's a pork roll guy. And now if you're a pork roll guy, you go Phillies Eagles. That's how you go. Taylor Ham, you're up north. You're Yankees and Mets. You're the New York teams. If you're pork roll, you're all you're true Philly, and that's what Mike Trout is. He was always going to be a Philly. He was never going to be a Yankee. And now Harper, are you saying he was going to be a Philly just because of his like his meat selection? That's that's what you're no, basing that's where that off he of. Wa- that's where he wanted to go. You know that that's who he is. Millville is Central Jersey, South Jersey. If you don't acknowledge Central Jersey, but that's who he is. Well, I guess that's going to kind of set us up pretty well for. Uh... For next week, John, on Station to Station, because we're going to be doing some season previews uh, going into the 2023 MLB season. I guess we'll probably be talking about some award picks, and I, I'm very curious who your uh, AL MVP is going to be, because I think you're screaming it already to the heavens, but maybe you'll, uh, maybe oh, you'll surprise you, I might, us. I might surprise you. Now, yeah, this has been a fun episode. You definitely were able to get a little more um, of the fun stuff out of the way here, a little bit more back and forth. Um, starting next week, we got opening day next week. It's here. It's here, folks. You know, the long, cold winter days, you can almost smell the fresh spring air opening day. This is what you've been looking for since the Super Bowl. It's almost here. So next week, we got a lot for you. All right. As Brian said, we're going to be picking award winners. We're going to be doing over-unders for the teams. Um, we're going to be looking ahead to the season as well as the opening day matchups. Hey, Yankees Giants in the Bronx opening day. Arson Judge. That's going to be a good one. I look forward to that. We got uh, Mets Marlins down in Miami, and I will be in Miami for opening day. Very hey. excited to smell the uh the fresh air conditioning that you were just referencing. Right. Uh, you know, the fresh aromas of spring down in the uh Lone Depot arena. I'm sure that the fans that I'm gonna see are probably very different than the fans that we saw in Miami tonight for the world baseball. Uh World Baseball Classic finale. I'm sure that it will oh, not man. be as packed for uh, Marlins opening day. But, uh, you could know, you imagine? Can you imagine? What do you think the Marlins were thinking during that? Like, man, I, I wish we could put a crowd like what we see here tonight for our games, you know? And I don't know if I, they ever will. I don't know. I think just the like initial reaction on that is like, oh, people know how to get to the arena. Like that, this is a good thing. Like at first, yeah. maybe we thought the arena was hard to find. But the, I think the World Baseball Classic was just like, oh, everyone knows how to get here. You guys just can't put people in the seats. We'll see. Maybe they remember how to get back there and start the regular season. It'll be fun. Hey, 
Thanks for joining in. Thanks for listening to us. Like I said, we're going to be all over the place. Social media is very important. Make sure to give them a follow. Station is going to be Station to Station Podcast. You can find us on social media, S number two, Station Pod. Again, follow us, Instagram. We're going to have clips during the regular season. We're going to be giving you live post-game reactions. You can find us on YouTube as well, too. This whole episode is going to be brought to you on YouTube, so you can watch it as well, too. That's a very important thing. So we're going to be all over the place. We hope you join us. It's going to be a heck of a ride, and we look forward to bringing it to you. And I'll be taking-